Now, here's Brian Mays with the Licking County Locker Room. And a pleasant good Monday evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Licking County Locker Room. We are live at Ship Brothers Brewing here in downtown Newark. And the news of the day, it has not rained for about two hours, which is unbelievable after the last five days when it didn't seem like it would stop. So there's no reason that you can't come down here and have some great food and great beverages, warm up from the cold snap that seems to be coming back in this week. But uh, we'll have a good time here tonight at Ship Brothers Brewing 23 West Church Street in downtown Newark. A lot going on in winter sports all across. We've got wrestling, we've got swimming, we've got bowling. Anything you can think of seems to be happening right now. But surprisingly, we're going to have tournament draws coming up this Sunday for several different sports, including girls basketball. And that's one of the sports that we are going to highlight tonight. And the school that we are going to highlight tonight will be the Licking Heights Hornets, and we are happy to be joined right now by Athletic Director Ellie Geiger, who joins us. And once again, thank you so much for being here and making that long trip from over in Pataskala. But, you know, a, a lot of people don't realize how much really does go on with winter sports. And it it seems to be almost, I know that's not the case, but it seems to be condensed. And once it gets rolling, I mean, it's off and running. So is, is there any comparable season to season? Is, is one more busy than the other, or is, or is it about? the same um everything each season brings something unique um winter is the eternal season it is it is three months four months of just non-stop um something every day of the week when you go with middle school high school but then the the hardest part about the winter season is that crossover into spring sports um that crossover is a lot more winter to spring than it is fall to winter so we are already gearing up for spring sports, and we're not even to tournament time of winter sports. Crazy, so crazy. It's hard. I guess one of the blessings, and I'll do this at the moment, is Mother Nature, while she's thrown us some curveballs here and there, has not been too bad from a canceling, rescheduling, postponement. And back when I, you know, went up four miles to and from school and never got a chance. If you had school canceled, it was automatically cancellations. Now the opportunity is to continue with games. I guess really if if both schools make that decision, is that how it goes? Pretty much. Um, the traveling school obviously gets the, the last say. So just because I can host, if someone's not willing to put their buses on the road or put their kids on the road, um, we're, we're not going to force that issue. But we've been we've been pretty lucky this year where... It's either rained constantly yes. or um, the snow has come at a different time, come early enough that the streets can be cleared enough for the kids to catch a bus or get to school. Is there like a time deadline? Because we know that it is like 5, 6 o'clock to cancel school. If it's a, a 7.30 event, is there a certain time that you have to make the call? We shoot for noon. Okay. Um, that still gives you know, bus drivers time to, to get in, get everything checked. Um, middle school is automatically canceled when school's canceled just because of, of not being able to drive. Um, but by noon, if the, the streets aren't getting cleared, we don't think they're going to be cleared in enough time. So you really trust meteorologists, huh? <laughs> uh, we get ourselves out there on the road ourselves. <laughs> okay, <so>. much better. <laughs> That's a very good call. Um, Administrative-wise, there are, there are some potential changes coming down the road, and if I've missed this, I deeply apologize, but I know OHSAA is looking to expand divisions in, in a lot of different sports. I know they've had a couple meetings, but no official decision yet, correct? Correct. Okay. For your school, for Licking Heights, 
is the impact as great as maybe, say, a, a Utica or Northridge? Because you're growing, and it seems to be you're going to be a, a D1, D2 program in just about everything. We are growing. Um, I actually was at a meeting today, 10 a.m., talking about this. And if you take our numbers as they currently sit, and we expand it to seven divisions, which is what they're talking about for basketball, um, that would actually drop us down to, to Division Two, Okay. Which would be helpful um, simply because right now the Division One gap is about a 1,000 students' difference. If we would drop down to what they're proposing, it would only be about 650 students' difference. So it gives you a more comparable chance against who, like similar-sized schools as opposed to, you know, the lowest of the smallest of Division One against the highest of Division One. So I'm guessing you're thumbs up for it. Um, I think anything that gives more students a chance to compete is a good thing. Um, no one says, "Oh, I was the state champion of the Division Seven. No, you were a state champion regardless of how many divisions. Um, so I am a proponent of getting more kids the opportunity to win a tournament game or win two tournament games. Not necessarily a championship, but to compete longer in the tournament than what we're seeing now. Do you think, and this could be a far-fetched question, you can just flat out say, no, I have no idea, and that's fine with that. I'll have one in the backup, but with uh, with Mount Vernon coming in uh, to our lead next year and things of that nature, I'm worried about maybe a more, I don't want to say divide, but could the crossover games get impacted by this that maybe some of the smaller schools may not i mean there's a lot of great rivalries but there's also the fact of big versus small that i think this league deals with just about as much as anybody right um i don't know that answer for sure i would hate to speak on that without having a for sure yeah i don't i don't see it going away completely okay i don't see um that's a lot of that's a lot of non-conference game yeah. non-conference games to still schedule. Um, there's always discussion, and nothing has been set in stone. We'll probably see what the first year holds, and then right. work on it from there. But I don't foresee it going away completely. Because I I, I think almost. Every school in the conference is going to grow a little bit because we know what's coming and we know there's right. different things. So I really don't see how not one of them is going to be impacted. So right. it could be a moot point. But, um, you know, and seeing uh, a school like Mount Vernon, and we have Zanesville, so it's called the LCL, but there's always room room to move and room for opportunity. Right, right. Um, I just think that there's it, maybe in basketball we don't play every small school. Maybe we play... This year we play three of them. The next year we play the other three. I, I just I feel like there's too many connections that have been made mm-hmm. um, for it to go away 100%. How, and you're kind of in that middle of the road where you're right on the fringe of Columbus and you do play a lot of OCC schools and a lot of different events, and yet there's still that rural aspect a little bit of, of Licking Heights. So how do you balance that from even a, a scheduling standpoint? Because you're, you're part of both worlds. You really are. Right. Um, it depends, sport by sport. Um, since our sports participate in the Division One tournament, we try to really pick up a lot of Division One games in our non-conference. That naturally tends up, like leads us to the OCC. Yeah. Um, we might talk about max preps here in a little bit, um, but how it, how things used to be done when it came to tournament time we would have to get ourselves on the OCC radar just to get some respect from 
other coaches um, so they knew who they were voting for. Otherwise, they just see that we're an LCL school and, and we don't always get the maybe the love that we deserve uh, when it comes to voting. I totally agree with that, and I think you can look at the AP polls um, right. because, you know, the, the boys' team has had a great run. Um, and nobody's talking about them. Right. And, and they've had a great run for four years. There you like. go. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Newark had won 11 straight, and they couldn't crack the top 10 in the AP poll. So here is this this slight, and there's a lot of good basketball, don't get me wrong, around around Central Ohio, but I think you're right. If you're not on that radar, come come seeding time, or in this case, come draw time, right. uh, that could really negatively impact both, both programs. Right. Absolutely. And our boys' program specifically, I mean, We've gone in the last two years and made a splash against some OCC schools um, and been able to win a couple games. So I don't think we should be forgotten about, yep. so to speak. I agree. Um, All right. So well, well since you brought it up, let's let's <laughs> see. I wasn't going to touch it, but, you know, um, the RPI coming to basketball this time uh, for the first time. I know they experimented with it, I believe, in northwest Ohio last year. So here it is now. And uh, the, the girls will have their seating meeting um, coming up this Sunday and then the boys a week after that. So really combining your your winning percentage, your opponent's percentage and then their also uh, percentage, too. So. It's a simple formula, but we're seeing some maybe concerns heading into the to the seats. Is, is that how we're kind of looking at it at the moment? I, right. I like the change, but it's not a complete change. Right. I think it's more of a they piloted it in Northwest Ohio. It seemed to work well, um, but now rolling it out to the whole state, we'll see. Um, we'll see. I, I know the OHSA is very very good about getting feedback from the coaches associations. So um, if a lot of coaches have issue with it or have found its flaws. Our coaches are very good about being vocal and that gets back to the OHSA and they've been they've been pretty true that they're not afraid to make a change if it's what's best for the kids. Well and and you brought it up even when we're talking about the expansion of the other divisions. You want the opportunity but you also want a fair shot too. And I mean hey if you go twenty and two in the regular season Yes, kudos to you, and you should deserve maybe a little more than just a pat on the back. But you also, I don't think you can just, I, I don't like the fact of just kind of picking and choosing where you think the easiest run might be. Right. Um, from an athletic director standpoint, how do you, how do you massage that? Because you don't want, we don't want bad blood over just a one seating deal, but it could right. get frustrating, right. I would imagine. Um, we just need to make sure that we're not chasing wins for the sake of seeding purposes um, because when push comes to shove, you still have to win the game against who's put out there against you. So if we chase wins um, and and not test ourselves during the regular season, we're going to run into someone in the postseason, and if we're not tested, it's going to come back to bite us. Um, so we just need to make sure we're balancing that piece. I'm not... I'm not, I'm not smart enough to do the, the math when it comes to, you know, the RPI stuff where I don't understand how the secondary and third points come into play. Um, I need to do more research and learn about that because in football, you know, you get those extra points. Right. When you, when you beat someone, you get points from their wins. Yes. I don't know if it's the same percentage with these new RPIs with the other sports. I thought opponent's percentage and their opponent's percentage were the same and your wins were five, ten percent more. Yeah. Total guess on that, but yeah, I, had, I, just, I don't know enough yeah. about the behind the scenes math part of it, nor 
nor does my brain like to learn about the behind the scenes math part of it. But I would like, I, I think if there's any tweaking to be done, that might be where we see it. So we're making sure that we're getting rewarded for quality wins over quality opponents, right. not just the win. Do you also like the fact that the state championships are spread throughout the state? Because there was this talk years and years ago, you know, you wanted everything centralized, and now we have stuff in Columbus, we have stuff in Dayton, in Canton, and everything. Does that help grow the sports at all, you think? Or does it matter? Um, I honestly don't have a strong opinion on that, either way, if it, if it grows the sports or not. Um, we see, obviously, the bulk of schools are in the three the three C's. Right. Um, so I, I I don't I don't really know if it well, has. Well, a- I guess my example would be instead of a a youngster in Dayton having to travel to the shot mm-hmm. to watch the state championships, they can now go ten minutes and and dream of playing there. Right. Or or maybe in Canton or something. So right. I, that's the where I'm getting where you, your dreams might be a little bit more. In your vision, right. when you see something that close to home, I can see that. Um, I had to win her there. That was yeah, I thought no, I was going to lose I can her see on that. that. Me growing up, <laughs> like we always went to the shot for the girls' basketball yeah. state championship. Like that is what we did. So to see it move to Dayton for me personally was kind of sad to see, just because my you know going with my dad to watch these girls' games. It was always at the shot, um, playing at the shot. Like that had a special place. Um, but yeah, you go to Canton. If you've never been to the swim championships in Canton, they are, they are awesome. Um, and I can't imagine a better facility than the, the Brandatorium up there. Like it's, it's amazing. So personally, I miss the whole, you know, everything's in central Ohio. However, um, it is nice for everyone else to share the love and get to experience the excitement of watching all of those final four games because it's it's pretty cool. And that's where our age difference. If you kept them at St. John Arena, oh, I, I would like. Okay. Oh, we are on the same. I would like. <laughs> I still think they should be played in St. John just for the atmosphere. Totally like, agree. I mean, you can't get a better yeah. feel and love yeah. for the sport. And the shot's yes. beautiful and it's huge, but it doesn't have that. Not the same that feel. feel. Nope. That, and you're not on top of oh, it. It's the best. <laughs> All right. Before I let you go, since I do know about it now, let's be the tour guide and you can talk a little bit about. Italy and how beautiful it is. <laughs> and this is your promotion. All the tour guides now are listening, saying, okay, what do we go? But it, it's nice to have an opportunity like you did to, mm-hmm. to travel to a whole other country and get to see uh, something that people always dream about. So I'll, I'll make it easy for you. If you had to pick two areas of Italy that someone should go visit, what would they be? Um, from where I have visited? Or, yes, okay. from where you visited. Um, I would like to spend a week just in Tuscany, just just to travel through the little cities in Tuscany, do some wine tasting here and there, see all of the castles. That was, I spent one day. I would like to spend at least a week. Um, and then, I'm not going to say it right, but uh, Porto Venere was also pretty cool. Um, a little beachside town with the bluest water you will ever see. Um, and then all the the coastal towns up along nice. up along that where you can just take a ferry and visit all. Now is that a, towns. is that a tourist trap? That because I've not heard of that location. Um, Porto Venere isn't. Um, I am Cinque Terre is a tourist trap. Those are the okay. five the five little towns along the coast. Um, but you get there from Porto Venere. Um, now did you have pizza over there? I had lots of pizza and, and lots of pasta. Okay, and is it truly a big difference? The pasta doesn't even compare. But I'm 
Give me all the carbs. I can eat all the carbs. We got no problem with that. And before I start singing That's Amore by the Dino, we probably ought to stop this. So Sounds good. I appreciate your time so much. Thanks for coming out, and uh, let's go talk some hoops. Awesome. Thank you. We'll start with the girls' team. That's coming up next as you're listening to the Licking County Locker Room live from Ship Brothers Brewing on Kate 98.7. Mummies on Main is a special place, the kind where you are greeted with a warm smile and the smell of warm flavors the moment you set foot in the door. Voted best burger and best all-around restaurant, they're sure to have something for the whole family to enjoy. Not feeling the crowd? Order pizzas, subs, salads for pickup and delivery. Mummies on Main Street is the home of the BLT Pizza and the Raging Cajun Burger. Make Mummies your first stop before the game. Follow them on Facebook for daily specials. Mummies on Main. Come hungry, leave happy. Licking Memorial Health System's mission to improve the health of the community extends above and beyond providing quality health care services to Licking County residents. We value service and philanthropy and support local organizations that uplift and strengthen the entire community. LMHS is committed to supporting community benefits in arts and culture, housing and economic improvement, youth activities, social service organizations, higher education, and community service. Been in an accident? Car need a little TLC? At Newark Auto Body and Zanesville Auto Body, safe, reliable collision repairs are their business. Local, family-run, veteran-owned, and serving Newark, Zanesville, and surrounding areas, they work with all insurance providers to make your experience hassle-free. Ask about special discounts for military veterans. Go to autobodyofnewark.com or autobodyofzanesville.com to get started. Their ICAR Gold Class technicians will make your vehicle like new again. Aches and pains aren't trophies. They're just barriers keeping pros like you from getting the work done. You know better than anyone that this business can be backbreaking. But that's all the more reason to partner with someone who has your back. Ferris is about helping you finish strong and feel good doing it. Ferris commercial grade mowers feature patented suspension technology that allows you to mow faster and get more done while keeping you comfortable so you can feel good tomorrow. Visit Wright Brothers Power today. Ferris, work hard, feel good. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. It's getting cold outside. Have no fear. Houston Plumbing and Heating has the solution. I'm Chase Houston. Feel comfortable with the warmth you desire at a price you deserve. That's just what you'll receive with Houston Plumbing and Heating, your local York contractor. Call Houston today at 740-763-3961. We'll help you get started with a free estimate. Houston Plumbing and Heating, where one call does it all. Ohio license number 25394. Everyone says it's the journey that matters. Not so at Ship Brothers Brewing. Ship Brothers is a destination in the heart of downtown Newark that is so spectacular, there's nothing like it anywhere. Come aboard to experience incredible appetizers, outstanding burgers and sandwiches, and the one-of-a-kind beer wall. What? That's right. Don't wait on a bartender anymore. Head to the beer wall and design your own tasting flight. Ship Brothers Brewing, a -a one-of-a-kind sensory destination. This message is brought to you by the Licking County Board of Developmental Disabilities. Hey, I'm Skylar, and I'm a direct support professional at Consumer Support Services. When I finished high school, I wanted to find a job that mattered. As a DSP, 
I started making an impact on the first day. Supporting people with disabilities has given me a chance to grow my career and has shown me how much of a difference I can make. You, too, can have a rewarding career as a DSP. Go to dspcareers.com to apply. Don't let a late-night meeting with the deer keep your car, truck, or SUV off the road. The deer specialists at Newer Auto Body Collision and Glass can get your vehicle fixed right, fixed fast, and they won't leave a dent in your wallet. If you accidentally meet a deer with your vehicle, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass are the ones to call. They care about you and your vehicle. Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, Mount Vernon Road, Newark, and online at autobodyofnewark.com. We're back talking high school sports with the Licking County Locker Room, live at Ship Brothers Brewing in downtown Newark on Cape 98.7. And welcome back, everyone. Let's talk Licking Heights girls basketball. We welcome in Coach Evelyn Woods in her first year as head coach here at Licking Heights. So, Coach, overall, what's the, what's this first year been like for you down here in Licking County? Um, super exciting. So, uh, you know, I took the position and didn't really know a lot of the girls or the girls know me. So it's been a year of learning and growing. Um, but super proud of the girls. They have really shown a lot of growth just since the summer time. So, um, it's been fun. As a first year head coach, you obviously have a coaching style and something that you want to bring in. So as you got to learn and meet the girls, I mean, is it, you wanted to kind of see what they were going to bring to the table before you wanted to implement what you wanted to do, or you said, this is this is my mindset, this is what we need to do? Yeah, I think it was more like see what they wanted, see where they were at, kind of meet them where they at, where they were at and um, where we wanted to go. Um, one thing I did change pretty quickly was that we'll learn how to play man defense. You know, the first open gym, I think they said, oh, coach, we play a 2-3. And I said, Oh, but we don't. <laughs> and so that was that was maybe the one thing that I I kind of um, changed right off the bat. Um, but other than that, tried to just meet the girls where they were at, what they were comfortable with, and go from there. Have them watch Hoosiers. Things can change very quickly when a new coach comes to town. <laughs> um, you went to West Branch. Um, they have a very successful basketball program up there and then uh, played at Westminster and also West Liberty. So what did you take from your playing days as a warrior and then uh, at the collegiate level? Um, hard work, mostly, I would say. Um, I think that, you know, coming from West Branch, our program was very great even when I was younger. So, you know, I started playing basketball in fifth grade and got to see the girls and how much time they put in, um, the dedication. Um, so it was you kind of um, just expected to win. You had to work hard to win. The coaches, you know, expected you to win. So, And then I went to a pretty successful girls' basketball um, college as well at West Liberty, and they – it, it, again, it was you were expected to be there, expected to work hard, expected to win, really. Um, so I think bringing that side of it and trying to instill some of those just that work ethic in some of the girls, you know, if you don't ever see it, I don't know if that's something that is always in a girl if you, if you don't grow up that way. And, girls, just so you know, I did find an article where – Coach Woods, in her playing days, took a team 
behind the woodshed. She had a double double and just lit them all up. So she's don't you know she got a little bragging to do there, a little bit bragging to do. And also with West Branch, it's very community driven. They are behind almost I think all of their uh, sports, middle school, high school, you name it. They're they're behind it. So um, what what also then drove you to want to be a coach? Because some folks with their playing days, okay, I've had enough. But obviously you had still some fire in you. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Um, I actually was a PE teacher before I became an administrator. Okay. So um, I was a PE teacher, and I actually coached three sports the entire um, when I started working at Hubbard in the West Branch. And so I always wanted to be a varsity basketball coach, but kind of just my career didn't really lead me that way. Um, this year, um, usually as an administrator, it's harder to become a coach, and it was kind of the perfect storm. My job you know, fit with the schedule of the high school. I can, my school's out early, so it's kind of the perfect storm. Um, and the opportunity was here, so I felt like I should give it a try. And before we bring on uh, the girls to talk, let's talk about the season. Uh, currently 6-10 and 10 record, 3-7 and seven in the league. What have you liked about the team? What are you looking for in this final stretch run here of the regular season? Um... Well, we have a great group of girls, honestly, and the support from the family and community, you know, just like you said, I know that it's more than just the girls that are out there. Um, it's about the family support at home and the teachers and the education that they're getting at the school, you know, so it's definitely not just basketball. Um, and we have great, we have a great group of girls. I think that the one thing that I have enjoyed the most is to see the growth of the girls, not only on the basketball court, but just in some of those intangible things like being able to work hard, um, facing adversity. You know, we, we've had a rough year with some injuries and some illnesses and concussions. So, you know, we started the year out with a senior going down with torn ACL. And then a couple weeks later, we had another senior go out with a ankle. And so we finally get Savannah back, and we um, had somebody else go out with a concussion. So it's just been a lot of having to work through that adversity, and I think that that's what I'm most proud of the girls for. And if folks don't think life is like sports or sports is like life, the examples you just gave right there, you think something's going to go right along like this, and then there's a pothole or something you have to adjust to. That's a great point. So let's welcome in Emily McCord, senior, and also Savannah Cronin, another senior. Girls, thank you for joining us. So you, you've heard from Coach about the season, and how you felt things have gone on, whoever wants to start first. Well, I'll start first. So in our past seasons, we've kind of like started off like having all of these um, high aspirations, and then when we wouldn't see like the immediate immediate results we just kind of fizzled off because like the past two seasons we had a total of seven wins for over two seasons and right now we're six and ten and we still have so many games ahead of us we have six so i think we as a team have gotten better at like not giving up finishing what we need to do in the mental toughness aspect of that way um i would say overall it's kind of like we have a really good environment going on for sure like compared to the previous years i think just the positive mindset and kind of like having that growth mindset and going forward in a positive direction rather than like getting stuck and everybody's just getting down on each other and like kind of feeling like, ah, I mean, I'm just ready for the season to be over. Like, that's not really where everyone's at. They're kind of all like, yeah, like we're still going, like we're still improving. We're still trying to keep going in a positive direction. 
as seniors, and so you bring up, you know, the kind of the situation the past couple of years. So seniors, you're having a new coach. You want to see improvement, but a lot of responsibility is on you for this transition along with keeping the team together. So did you welcome that opportunity to be leaders in this transition? I would say, yeah. I think both of us have really tried to kind of, like, fit our role as in, like, the seniors taking charge and, like, lead where we need to and lead by example. You're not getting out of this, Emily. Go ahead. Come on. Yeah, I think we just came together as, like, a group more this year. Like, Savannah, me, and the rest of the people just came together more. So, um... You're also laying the foundation for what you want this team to be like down the road. So um, we've talked about this with other players. It's making sure the, the sophomores, the juniors understand the importance of each practice, the importance of each drill, listening to the coaches and in timeouts. So if you see, I don't want to say slacking, but maybe that not, that commitment that you don't see, how do you address that with, with your teammates in a positive way and trying to keep them going? Uh, we just come together and talk to them because I know we have people on our team who like don't explicitly follow the rules. Like right now, we're having a problem with jewelry on the team. So in the locker room before practice, we'll just go around and we see jewelry, but just point it out and tell the girls that you need to take that off or like we'll face the consequences as a team. Savannah, I would kind of agree. And two, like some people, if they don't, oh sorry, <laughs> if they don't like um, necessarily being told certain things. Um, I, me personally, I try to just like lead by example. It's like, hey, like we just all kind of need to do this, and we should probably all keep going. It's going to better the group. It's more not the individual. It's about the team. So please just try and like keep going together, not just by yourself. What got you involved in Arrested in Basketball, Savannah? Um, it's a kind of a funny story. So my main sport is soccer, okay. and um, in third grade. One of my soccer teammates was like, hey, we need, like, girls for the basketball team. And she was at Reynoldsburg. So I started out playing at the Youth Association in Reynoldsburg. And I had a really nice coach, and she kind of got me into it. And I switched over to LH my fifth grade year. And I kind of stuck with it since. I've had pretty good coaches, and I was just like, yeah, this is this is really fun. It's definitely something I want to keep doing, like, at least through school. Emily, how about you? What what drove you to basketball? Well, as a child, I played a lot of sports, and they were, like, kind of random, like, cheerleading, gymnastics. And as the years went down, it, like, they slowly fiddled down into just basketball. Any one particular area of the game? Because I hear constantly, well, I love shooting, but is there one area of the game you like more than the other? I, uh, personally, I like defense. I like to get on the girl. I like to be in position to try to stop her. I like, like, posting up and recording her. Coach, what have you been impressed with with, this, with these seniors? Um, they are just great girls on and off the floor. Um, I think that, you know, I wouldn't say that either one of them tried to take a super big vocal role of a leadership, but just what they do on the court every day, showing up to practice, working as hard as they can, super coachable, wanting to learn. Um, they're the ones coming up. If, you know, you, as a coach, you say something. If they don't understand it, they'll come up and say, hey, you said this. What does this mean? So completely leading by example in all aspects. Any difference of style of play from Northeast Ohio to, to Central Ohio? I, I, I wouldn't say style of play. I think that high school girls basketball, um, you know, it's it's different in college. You can kind of recruit the people you how you want to play the game. In high school, you have to, you know, coach the girls you have. So you might have to adjust, you know, in college we got to do a 
running gun defense, you know, a lot of threes, and it was super high pace. Um, obviously, if you don't have that caliber of shooters on your team, you can't run that type of offense or run that. So I would say high school basketball, it's all it's all pretty much the same, depending on the girls you have on your team. Sure. This question is for all three of you. Um, we've talked about the explosive growth of, of girls' basketball at the high school level, at the collegiate level, at the professional level. As a player, are you, I guess, more uh, thrilled that it has expanded like it has, and even as a coach now, you're getting able to see players learn from outstanding players. I mean, we know the list going on right now at the collegiate level. So um, we'll start with Emily. Um, I mean, does it make you feel good that you're playing a sport right now that has probably exploded more than any other sport the last three to five years? Yes, because in the past, like my freshman year, we only had nine girls to end the season. Mm. So it's really good to see all these girls come together to have a team and actually like have the friendships, have the bonds, and actually be able to play with a good team that wants to be there. Savannah? I pretty much agree with that. It's great that like we have a lot more girls like willing to come try out and wanting to be a part of the team and actually like take the sport seriously like both on the court and off the court people are giving more credit and are actually more interested and it's really fun and you've you've got to play it at different levels and you've seen the rise obviously yeah yeah i think it's awesome like i'm just thinking of the ohio state iowa game yeah it is packed house what a great game you know you just watched lsu and south carolina they said that it was um top ranked view, viewers and stuff so i think it's awesome for the sport i think it's awesome for women's sport um that you know they're getting that credit that they put in just as much as work if not more sometimes so uh, i i think that that's awesome for girls sports and here's the cynical media guy i i, I just worry that it gets too big and you get that individualism um that the media basically creates i don't think it's the 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 teams or the players but we create it because we want to highlight one certain person and obviously Caton would be uh, that person right now so because I think it's more of a team sport than than the men's game right now I, I really do and I hope it I hope it continues that way so yeah. that's my editorial and yeah. I just I, I enjoy it right now so uh, this week I believe you've got Heath and Granville coming up yep. both not easy contests um, what are you looking for in those two games besides getting a couple wins yeah um, well one I'm really looking forward to hopefully at some point having a full roster every <laughs> all, all the entire roster um, obviously besides our senior with the ACL like we know she won't be back right. but um, ho- hopefully by midweek we can have everybody you know full go we haven't honestly had that all season that everybody was cleared to go full go the whole time so um, looking forward to that um, but yeah hopefully we can go out there and get a couple wins both good teams you know so um, we just have to go out there and do what we can do anything you can add to that savannah um i am too kind of like looking forward to like kind of just putting our minds into everything this week and just going forward, like taking what we've been learning in practice and like trying to really drive home in these like last six games and into postseason. Like, hey, this is like this is the time. This is now. Like, let's drive. Let's go. All right. We end with you. Your thoughts for this week? Um, I'm looking forward to it. We just got off of a hard loss with Licking Valley. I mean, we lost by four. We had it in the game, and then we just couldn't follow through at the end. So I'm excited for Heath and Granville to come out. Coach, Emily, Savannah, thank you so much for joining us, and good luck this week. Rest of the season as well. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. We'll talk some boys hoops next as you're listening to the Licking Heights Licking County Locker Room from Ship Brothers Brewing here on Kate 98.7. This 
is the Licking County Locker Room Show on WCLT, W254CT Newark, Kate 98.7. When you have plumbing problems like the water heater's leaking or the toilet doesn't flush, the drains aren't draining like they're supposed to, who do you call? I'm Bill Crawford, president of Crawford Mechanical Services, and for over 25 years, our dedicated employees and my family have served the commercial and residential plumbing needs of Central Ohio. We know there's plenty of numbers to call. That's why we're so grateful for our repeat business and every customer referral. Check us out online, CrawfordMech.com. That's Crawford, M-E-C-H, dot com. At Licking Memorial Health Systems, our mission is to improve the health of the community. Our facilities utilize state-of-the-art technology that surpasses the standard for community hospitals to provide excellent health care for Licking County residents. Our health care technology features surgical robotics, advanced patient monitoring systems, cutting-edge imaging, and more to enhance patient outcomes, recovery, and safety. Been in an accident? Car need a little TLC? At Newark Auto Body and Zanesville Auto Body, safe, reliable collision repairs are their business. Local, family-run, veteran-owned, and serving Newark, Zanesville, and surrounding areas, they work with all insurance providers to make your experience hassle-free. Ask about special discounts for military veterans. Go to autobodyofnewark.com or autobodyofzanesville.com to get started. Their ICAR Gold Class technicians will make your vehicle like new again. Everyone says it's the jury that matters. Not so at Ship Brothers Brewing. Ship Brothers is a destination in the heart of downtown Newark that is so spectacular, there's nothing like it anywhere. Come aboard to experience incredible appetizers, outstanding burgers and sandwiches, and a one-of-a-kind beer wall. What? That's right. Don't wait on a bartender anymore. Head to the beer wall and design your own tasting flight. Ship Brothers Brewing, a one-of-a-kind sensory destination. This is your place. It's like they read your mind when they built it. It's the bar you'd make if you could make a bar. It's the food you'd serve if you could cook. This is Red Oak Pub. Locally sourced, char-grilled burgers. That was your idea. Meatloaf in a panini? How'd they find out about that? Well, once you walk through their doors, you'll wonder what took you so long. Red Oak Pub. Great atmosphere, delicious food, terrific people. This is your place. They just take care of it for you. Goose Pond Road, Newark. Bobby's on Main is a special place. The kind where you are greeted with a warm smile and the smell of warm flavors the moment you set foot in the door. Voted best burger and best all-around restaurant, they're sure to have something for the whole family to enjoy. Not feeling the crowd? Order pizzas, subs, salads for pickup and delivery. Bummies on Main Street is the home of the BLT Pizza and the Raging Cajun Burger. Make Bummies your first stop before the game. Follow them on Facebook for daily specials. Bummies on Main. Come hungry, leave happy. Have you been buying your meat at the big chain stores? Ew. When you can buy fresh? For almost 70 years, your friends and neighbors have been making the fresh choice at Al's Meat Market. What's that? Your freezer's dying of boredom. Then check out Al's Meat Bundles. You can always fill up at Al's Meat Market. Don't forget, Al's is your place to order your beef tenderloin, prime rib, and all the sides. Al's Meat Market, West Main and 21st Street, Newark. 
know what you want in a chainsaw. You want legendary performance. You want industry-leading ergonomics. And you want precision cutting that gets the job done quickly and safely. That's why we want you to try a Husqvarna chainsaw. With air injection, low-vibration handles, and powerful X-Torque engines, Husqvarna chainsaws are trusted by professionals around the world. If you want to take down a tree or clear a forest, you'll want a Husqvarna chainsaw. It's what precision cutting is all about. Visit Wright Brothers Power on Church Street or online at wrightbrotherspower.com. Coaches, players, and more. It's the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark here on Kate 98.7. And welcome back, everyone. Let's talk some boys basketball with the Licking Heights Hornet. We welcome in fifth-year head coach Sean Fountain, who I have a bone to pick. It's really not his fault, but you did play for Bo Ryan. And Bo was at Wisconsin Platteville when I was at Otterbein, and we went into the Final Four. And Sean Frierson was the kid's name from Platteville who lit us up, and that was our chance for a national title. So I know Bo gets a lot of accolades, but I don't care for him because he ruined Otterbein's chance for a national championship. My junior. was Jimmy Bradley there then? James Bradley, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Bradley, that's my cousin. Actually. Really? Yeah. He, he and I went to Beechcroft together. Well, he's older than me, but yeah. Yeah, he transferred in, and yep, uh, he, he hit the winning shot in our regional final. Yeah, and um, that was I got, a tough team. No, oh, it was a great team, and <laughs> I got to play pickup uh, against JB, <laughs> and um, it wasn't pretty then. I, I'm sure he didn't pass it to you. Uh, he did not. No, no he no. he liked any shot that was across half court. But that's kind of that's kind of where I learned it. Heck of a player. Heck of a player. Well, coach, you have built something pretty special here uh, at Licking Heights, and you're having a great season so far. The the one thing I looked when I was trying to do some some background on you is it seems like you are really focused in developing the kids within the game of basketball. So how do you balance developing and coaching at the high school level? Um, it's It really goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Like, you, you can't be a good team or a good player if you're not developed. And, and we really start developing on the character of the player before we start talking about basketball. Um, from Bro Ryan, and I play for... Uh, uh, Selinger and I played for a good coach in junior college and it all, it all was about developing the character. And so that's what I learned. And, and so we talked about the character and, and doing the right things on and off the court and mainly off the court first. Um, and we all just tired together. So every time, and these guys understand that, I always try to put some life lessons into everything they do on the court because at the end of the day, that's what the game is about. It's, it's not about the actual game. It's about what you learn in the game for life. And so um, it's, it's fun doing it. Um, when you have two great kids like these guys right here, um, it makes it a lot easier. You always have some um, some challenges. <laughs> yeah. um, but even those guys, if you just keep pounding on them and keep, keep, keep at them about what's going on, what's good, what's right, what's wrong, um, eventually they start seeing it as well. So is it... Because, you know, it's obviously then culture and, and understanding the, the intricacies between basketball and life. Is that something that you were able to pick up, not just through your, your playing days with these different coaches, but just in all the, the different travels that you did? Because being from here and then going to Milwaukee, then playing overseas, you've gotten to see a lot of different styles of basketball with maybe even different cultures. Absolutely. Um, I think it started really with my family growing up. Um, my grandparents, mom, dad, always just showed me how to work hard. Uh, all my uncles, I mean, you had come to a high school game, and there was 30, 40 people there just to cheer me on. So I had the support um, 
And it was kind of like I didn't have a chance to mess up because I had these 30, 40 people <laughs> in my face, right? So, um, but yes, going all over the world, being able to go to Milwaukee and play there was a great experience. Being able to go overseas for 10 years in different countries uh, and see the culture over there and how, how they do things uh, and kind of just taking out that all in and, and taking the things that I liked and, you know, put it into to the things I wanted to do and the things I didn't like, I just kind of pushed it to the side. So um, growing up, I was, I remember a guy told me, I think it was eighth or ninth grade, was like, you're, when you get done playing basketball and doing the things that you want to do, make sure you come back and help help the youth get back up. And that's part of the fraternity of, of being a basketball player. So then you turn into a coach, and obviously it's different than being a player, um, but my experience is, can help these guys and it's more about like you know don't make the same mistakes I did you know I didn't make a ton of mistakes but you know trying to get these guys to the next level there's things I would have done better and I'm trying to get these guys to understand if I would have done these things it could have been different so uh, but yes being able to see different cultures around the world uh, playing for different type of coaches I played for two Olympian coaches in Poland and in France Uh, so I got that type of culture and, and work ethic and fundamentals um, so it was it was just kind of who I've been. I've just been blessed to be around good good basketball people. Well, it's definitely working with this team right now. 13 and two, you're unbeaten in late play. You're on a roll right now. You had that two game hiccup kind of in the middle of the season. Yes, absolutely, we knock on wood, but it didn't seem to derail what you guys wanted to accomplish or things of that nature. You've done right back on the horse, and here you go. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a long season, and we talk about this with these guys, and we was we wanted to start out good. We wanted to win those first couple of games. Um, I think that first game at Olin Tangy really showed me the team that we had, um, being up 20 in the first quarter and actually down four late in the game and still won that game. Uh, that really got me excited because a lot of teams back in the past, we probably would have lost that game. Uh, and then we beat a good, a good team in the sales. Um, and then obviously getting into the league, um, you know, we want to be, we want to be top dog in the league and we know people are going to bring their best game every night against us. So, um, but you know, when you step out of our league and you go into the OCC, it's a different brand of basketball. Yeah. And we needed that. Um, even in that game in the Olentangy or the Westerville Central game, I mean, up eight at halftime, really, you know, rolling. And we just made some late, you know, late late mistakes in the third and fourth quarter that really kind of lost us that game. Uh, Gehanna was a tough outing. Um, uh, we would like to have that game back. Um, but it was a tough outing. And, and, again, two good teams that really showed us. And it's a season, you know what I mean? We, yep. we don't expect to go uh, undefeated. But it's all about preparation for the tournament. And, and we want to be prepared. Uh, I think we got a great schedule, how it's set up, where, you know, we play league play. Uh, actually, we had two non-league games. Then we go into league play. Then we have two more non-league games. Then go into league play. Um, and then at the end of the season, we got two big games going into the tournament. Yeah, um, Watkins, Westerville South, and Reynoldsburg. So yeah. your arch rival. And then yeah. Ed Kayla, who's been there 400 years at 400. Westerville South. He coached then, me. He coached against me in 96. So. And then a Reynoldsburg team that just uh, snapped Newark's winning streak. So that you, you will be ready for the oh, tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're excited, man. We're, we're excited. We're up to the challenge. Um and everything on paper, paper means nothing. You got to play the game, right? And so, uh, going into the tournament, we'll we'll be we'll be ready to go and face any any team in Central Ohio. To you know, hopefully we can get past the first round. Last year was our first year getting past the first round, beating up Arlington. So we had some momentum doing that, and I think this group here um, is ready to take the next leap and and make some noise in the districts. Let's bring in a couple of those players you're going to rely on. Joel Busker, the 
the bully on the team, so we've been told, and also point guard Ezra Bobo joining as well. Guys, you, you've heard Coach talk. What, what are your thoughts of how the season has gone so far? Uh, I think it's gone according to plan, you know. Uh, going into the year, I thought we were going to be real good. I thought we could have like an 18-4, and 19-3 record. And, um, honestly, it's just about going into games with confidence, I think. And that's what, just go in, know that you're better, know, just believe, you know. Ezra? Guys, I've been, I've been really excited to play with. We've all played with each other since Europe, really long. I've been playing with Jones since I was in seventh grade. So I know we've been playing together. I know we've been, I know what we could do and what we could accomplish. And then looking to our schedule, I've been confident in how we can play, and I'm excited for March, too. You both bring up confidence, and I think Swider can go along with that. But as Coach said, on paper, you can look like, hey, we've, we've got this team. But you go out with that, with that confidence. How can you balance the confidence but not be, you know, take another opponent lightly or, or overlook them? How do you balance those, that uh, setup? Just playing hard. Every, every second of the game, just playing hard, you know. Just playing with effort, uh, effort and confidence, you know, playing together as a team, not trying to overlook one person. And that's one of our, that's one of the keys with our team. We always play together. We always play as one. Nobody like tries to outdo one another. We always want to lift each other up. As a point guard, you're the traffic cop. You're the, the the arm of the coach out on the floor. You enjoy that responsibility. I'm guessing you do. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's bittersweet, you know. I have this guy on my back all the time, but <laughs> I enjoy that responsibility, and it's it's something that I've grown up as being a leader and leading a group. I've 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 always enjoyed it. I took I've taken that challenge and um, always try to. Try to try to build off of it as I grow. Do you look at different point guards, whether it's collegiate uh, or in the pros, and and try to mirror some of the different things? Hopefully not all of the things, because I've never seen so much carrying and palming the ball in my life. But and nevertheless, are there things that you can pick up that you you try to use either offensively or defensively? Um, yeah, I always try to learn off off uh, people that are that I look up to. You know, maybe in the pros or in the collegiate level. And just try and pick up those little things that can make me better as a guard. And, and knowing my abilities, you know, I try not to look too far ahead, but try to find those little things that can make me better as a player, you know, as I get older and continue to develop as a player. And then you having to be the banger inside. What What's that like? Because what, one of the first questions I want to ask you, and uh, this is not to get on the officials by any stretch, but different officials call physical play differently. Yeah. So are you able to gauge early in a game what you can and maybe cannot do when it comes to a little push here, a little chip there? Um, I mean, to an kind of, but really, with, the, with these refs, you can't, at least us, you can't really do nothing. It's, it's, you're sounding like it's football and it's just touch. Is that, I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Kind of. You like the banging. I like, I like to get in there. I like to get down, you know, but, um, it's hard now, I guess, because, it's just the rest. It's bad. These guys, um, these guys play so hard that it's hard to ref our games. I, got I mean, you. we bring the pressure from the ball. I mean, I'm watching from the other day, and these two guys are like all over guys. And a ref is like, is it a foul? Is it not a foul? And and so when we do foul, it really is a hard foul, probably. But we play so hard that it's it's really hard to ref our games, and we like it like that. Because a lot of times we get away with a lot of stuff. You know, I'm a, I'm a complain because I'm a coach. I want every call, right? Sure. Yeah. But these guys, they just play. They just play hard. And Joe, Joe is a little bit more. 
outspoken on the calls because he's real. <laughs> I, I like to I like to ask the refs like what I did. Like if I really don't think it was a foul, I'll ask. I'm like, like what I do there? Like how how is that a foul? Like, so that's how not... do you ask, Mister Official? I have a question. No, or you go, yo. No, it, I try to be as polite as possible. I'm like, uh. Just explain to me how that's a foul here. If, like, on the other side, you're not calling it the same. I, I just try to be nice. I don't know. They usually don't take it nicely, though. No, usually, I'm about to say. They usually tell uh, me to go away. Yeah, um, because I think, I, 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 well. Right, I'll go get your coach. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do that a lot. And I think they even want to just have a very small conversation with you because it seems like I've been watching a lot more. Well, if you take a step out of that box, they want you back in that box yeah. real quick. Yeah. I mean, the, the officials, I mean, they're you're human. They're human. They, they work regular jobs. They love the game. You know, it's extra money for them. So I try to make it fun, too, but also fight for these guys. Yeah. I mean, these guys work. And, and when I feel like, you know, and everything's objective and or subjective and, and, and officiating, right? It's one person might be a foul. The other person might not be a foul. So we just try to mix it up, man, and make it hard for them to officiate. I mean, and I'm a, I'm a question. We know you're not going to change the call. Um but we, we've had some good officiating throughout the year. I will say our officiating has been good because how hard these guys play. And they have – it's not where a situation to where you're like lacks of days ago and then all of a sudden you turn it up. So it looks weird. It looks different. It looks like fouls. But when you're playing that hard from the tip, is it a foul or are these guys just playing hard? You know what I mean? We put, the, we put that pressure on them. And it's, it's hard to officiate us for sure. Well, and if you're having that doubt in the official's mind, Ezra – I'm assuming you're seeing the doubt in the players' minds. Like, are they, I'm not sure if they're going to call this, and they probably get a little tentative, and that's where you guys pounce. Yeah, yeah. The, the officiating throughout the game, I know, I guess it gets my guys frustrated, but, you know, like, like being that leader, I try to keep everybody level-headed, you know. I know we're not going to get everything. I know they're going to give us some ticky-tack fouls, but I know if we keep playing hard, we're going to come out with the win like we usually do. Both you guys being seniors, you're having a great season, and, you know, the, the sky's the limit. But you're also laying the foundation of what coaches tried to do the last five years for the players coming back next year. How do you, how do you incorporate that responsibility for what you want to leave when, uh, when your time is up here? Oh, don't be shy now. Why don't, oh, I just need a second to think about it. Uh, um, honestly, like, when I started my freshman year, you know, I looked at the group he had, and they had a great season, and I think they went like 18 and 4. And I try to think about that group. And, and how they worked. I saw how they could, how they competed every day at practice, how they talked to each other in the locker room. And I try to model myself with that group being one of the leaders. You know, I try to, try to motivate everybody to continue to compete every day. Stay, stick together even times get tough. And obviously it's working out for us right now. So I, I look at that group and growing up throughout the years, you know, we had some, a few rough times, but being able to work every day, grind every day and just getting better. I mean, the worst, it's worse than proven for us right now. All right, time's up. Your turn. Um, to go off what he said with that first year, uh, our, like at the end of the year, I was one of the I was the only freshman called up to play on the playoff roster. And when I was practicing with them, it was it's just different, you know. Just it's different when you get there. Just, yep. I remember just all the seniors. They're all they're all so like supportive the whole time. I I would mess up. They would help me every time. So I really yeah, I like to base my senior, like as being a senior, off some of them, not all of them, 
You know, at your 10-year reunion, you're not going to get a word in edgewise. He's going to talk. The whole, I can just tell that that's where it's going to go. I'm just, you should have heard him earlier. He told me to carry the conversation. Well, <laughs> don't worry. You're doing it just fine. All right. Uh, Heath Bulldogs coming up. Uh, they've had a very good season. Uh, and Granville, a team you can't sleep on. I know you beat them earlier in the year. So um, really for all three of you, whoever wants to go first. Um, but if you let him go first, you guys won't be able to say anything. Um <laughs> You want to keep on beating in the lead. These are two big lead games. Focus on what you want to accomplish besides a W this week. Well, we, I mean, we, we respect all but fear none, right? And yeah. so in our league, um, I mean, Heath is on a roll, too. I mean, they're 12-3. and three. Uh, I know they just lost their last game in Utica, but in our league, I mean, we get everybody's, everybody's best shot. You know what I mean? And for the Cardinal division, that's a really big win if they beat someone in the Buckeye, yep, being yep. a small, kind of small, big school thing situation. So Heath is well coached. <laughs> Those kids are well, well coached. Uh, David Falk does a great job over there. Um, so we're not, we're not taking them lightly. We know they beat us two years ago here. Um, when I thought we had a pretty good team that year, they had a pretty good team. So uh, we, we take no one lightly. Um, they're, they're in our way of what we're trying to accomplish. And, and I think these guys want to go, you know, un, unbeaten in the league and obviously uh, win it for the fourth year or have a, a share of it for the four, four years in a row. Um, and then go hot into into the tournament. Yeah. So tomorrow is going to be a, it's going to be a war. I mean, it's going to be a fight. Um, it's not going to be easy. We're going to have to come and play and not take plays off. So. Um, Ezra? I mean, like he said, we want to we want to accomplish what we want to accomplish. We want to be everybody. So we got to come in level-headed, you know, still being confident in what we can do. And then when we play our game, I mean, we'll be able to take care of business. Yeah, um, I think for the next, like, couple games in the league, we just got to really focus on um, offense, really. Just get in there and really focus on not practicing, but but really working on your plays while you're in the game, you know, like execution. Yeah, that's what he's gotcha. Guys, appreciate your time tonight. I could probably go another half hour, and he'd take 25 minutes of it, but yeah, it would be fun. Hey, thanks so much. Congratulations on a great season so far. Best of luck down the road. Thank, Thank you. Sir. Thanks for having us. We'll wrap up this edition of the Looking County Locker Room next as you're listening live from Ship Brothers Brewing on Kate 98.7. Have you been buying your meat at the big chain stores? Ew. When you can buy fresh? For almost 70 years, your friends and neighbors have been making the fresh choice at Al's Meat Market. What's that? Your freezer's dying of boredom. Then check out Al's Meat Bundles. You can always fill up at Al's Meat Market. Don't forget, Al's is your place to order your beef tenderloin, prime rib, and all the sides. Al's Meat Market, West Main and 21st Street, Newark. This is your place. It's like they read your mind when they built it. It's the bar you'd make if you could make a bar. It's the food you'd serve if you could cook. This is Red Oak Pub. Locally sourced, char-grilled burgers. That was your idea. Meatloaf in a panini? How'd they find out about that? Well, once you walk through their doors, you'll wonder what took you so long. Red Oak Pub. Great atmosphere, delicious food, terrific people. This is your place. They just take care of it for you. Goose Pond Road, Newark. Aches and pains aren't trophies. They're just barriers keeping pros like you from getting the work done. You know better than anyone that this business can be backbreaking. But that's all the more reason to partner with someone who has your back. Ferris is about helping you finish strong and feel good doing it. Ferris commercial-grade mowers feature patented suspension technology that allows you to mow faster and get more done while keeping you comfortable so you can feel good tomorrow. Visit Wright Brothers Power today. Ferris. Work hard. 
feel good. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. It's getting cold outside. Have no fear. Houston Plumbing and Heating has the solution. I'm Chase Houston. Feel comfortable with the warmth you desire at a price you deserve. That's just what you'll receive with Houston Plumbing and Heating, your local York contractor. Call Houston today at 740-763-3961. We'll help you get started with a free estimate. Houston Plumbing and Heating, where one call does it all. Ohio license number 25394. Everyone says it's the journey that matters. Not so at Ship Brothers Brewing. Ship Brothers is a destination in the heart of downtown Newark that is so spectacular, there's nothing like it anywhere. Come aboard to experience incredible appetizers, outstanding burgers and sandwiches, and the one-of-a-kind beer wall. What? That's right. Don't wait on a bartender anymore. Head to the beer wall and design your own tasting flight. Ship Brothers Brewing, a -a one-of-a-kind sensory destination. Looking for love in all the wrong places? Experience God's love at the Alive Vineyard, a place where everyone is welcome. From seasoned believers to the curious or skeptical, we're all on a journey looking for truth. We're a relaxed, loving, and friendly church, offering a Christ-centered preschool and a strong youth ministry. Come join us at Alive Vineyard for worship every Sunday, 10 a.m. in person at 7602 Stewart Road in Newark, streamed on Facebook Live, or tune in to Kate 98 Sundays at 1130 a.m. Homewell Federal Credit Union provides full-service banking solutions with three convenient locations in Newark, Heath, and Johnstown. Learn more at HopewellFCU.org. Live here, work here, worship here, and bank here. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender. Licking County's light and refreshing music station is Kate 98.7. Five decades of your favorites from the 70s through today. Presented by Alive Vineyard Church, Licking Knox Goodwill, Licking Memorial Health Systems, and Independent Termite and Pest Control. Who are the people that serve part-time in the Ohio Army National Guard? We are your neighbors and friends. We are your sons and daughters. Our service is providing us valuable job skills, and it pays up to 100% of our tuition. We're proud to serve our state. We are your Ohio Army National Guard. Learn more about part-time service with the Ohio Army National Guard at nationalguard.com slash OH. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays live at Ship Brothers Brewing in downtown Newark on Cape 98.7. Thanks to all of our guests from Licking Heights. We wish them well coming up in their basketball games this week. And next Monday, we'll be highlighting the Vikings of Northridge. Hopefully, you can join us then here from Ship Brothers Brewing beginning at 6.30. That'll do it for this Monday evening. I'm Brian Mays. Have a great one, everyone. You've been listening to the Licking County Locker Room live from Ship Brothers Brewing on Kate 98.7. This has been the Licking County Locker Room Show on Kate 98.7, featuring the local high school here in Licking County, interviewing their coaches, players, and more. The Licking County Locker Room, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing.